Welcome to another episode of Culture Score. I'm BT. And I am Marcus. We have a very special guest for you guys today, actor Jamal Fahim. Culture Score is a podcast at the intersection of black culture and popular culture. We are a podcast that focuses on the entertainment industry, specifically on film and TV. Today we're covering Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is a different one from the original. Like, it's really different and was made by popular demand. Um, the movie was brought to you by Warner Brothers Pictures, HBO Max, the director Zack Snyder, writer Chris Terrio. Um, the main characters in the movie, Ben Affleck, Batman, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, Henry Cavill, Superman, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, Ezra Miller, kind of my favorite, Flash, Ray Fisher, Cyborg. Like I said, our guest today is none other than the one and only Jamal Fahim. We call him AKA The Nut. He's an actor and a voiceover artist based in L.A. His recent credits include video games such as Wasteland 3 and Astral Chain and animation projects such as The Queen's Corgi and The Wicklings. He's currently repped by Marcy Posen, an artistic talent for on-camera and voiceover. The man is very in demand. So if you want to get him on your project, if you need passion, that's Jamal Fahim for you. Intensity and talent, very in demand. So if you want to highlight him, we're going to give his contact information. But Marcy Posen might be able to sneak you in to get some work, some FaceTime with Jamal. So, Marcus, hit him with the synopsis. This is one of the films that I have been most excited to talk about. Um, so get ready for a lot of inner geek to, t- uh, to come out. This movie, as as Ben uh, stated, is basically um, Justice League, but it's the original version that I guess uh, Zack Snyder would have wanted it to be. Unfortunately, uh, his daughter passed away and uh, after after suicide, unfortunately, and uh, he had to step away from the project. And from that point, Josh Whedon came in and kind of took over the film that came into theaters a couple of years back. And after so many fans wanted to see what was his original vision, uh, Warner Brothers uh, stepped up to the uh, to the bill and paid, I think, close to $70 million to allow him to finish it with his vision. And so that is what we, we shall be discussing today is Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Um, so just kind of jumping right into it. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, hey, I already watched Justice League that came out into the theaters uh, a couple of years ago. Do I even need to watch the Snyder Cut? So that's going to be our first topic. Why you should watch it. And we're going to discuss which one is better. And so, Jamal, with you being our guest, I'm going to hand the mic to you first and just say um, to anybody who's asking that question, if I've already seen the first uh, Justice League, why do I need to see this version? What would be, what would be your answer to them? Um, well, if you're a stickler for continuity like I am in these films, you'll definitely want to see this because this is very much in line with Zack's original vision that he established tonally in Man of Steel coming through Batman versus Superman and then finalizing with this version of Justice League. Everyone is acting in their intended character arcs. People um, will be familiar with the style that he's established in Man of Steel. So if you were a version of his, uh, or sorry, if you were a fan of his versions, then this is the payoff of sticking uh, with him through those. Being a big DC fan, I will be the first to admit I am the biggest Superman fan on the planet. Uh, I'm really, I was really excited to see his version because I think the, the Justice League that came out to the theaters, the Josh Whedon version, version, um, though I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people said it was, I also recognize it was it wasn't as good as I would have liked. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so like, okay, well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Sorry. version do you feel is better? Uh, well, hands down, it's Zach's version. And I will preface everyone with this: I am not a Zack Snyder fan. I do not like any of his movies. They are tonally too dark for me. I think he lingers on on action way too long, and it's exhausting. Uh, I, however, I feel in this film, it's his best work. He mitigates the action. He times it really well. He doesn't give you enough to the point of where you're exhausted. He spurses out very, um, very democratically. 
And also, I think he adds a lighter tone to it more so than he has in his previous films. So having yeah, having said that I do not like Zack Snyder, this is by far his best film, and I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I really do. I think this, this one, to me, is if you are a fan of DC, if you are a fan of the Justice League, then you couldn't ask for a better film, um, in my personal opinion. I think the Snyder Cut... As, as Jamal just said, you know, it's typically he usually goes with a darker theme. This one was much lighter. And not only was it lighter, um, I'm going to kind of delve into something a little deep here because on this show we talk about culture a lot. Um, one of the things that I would tell people, the reason why I would say you really need to watch this film is, and this is, you know, I'm not trying to take shots at people, but I'm just going to call it as I see it. The Josh Wheaton version, almost systematically, in my opinion, um, took out so much content that seemed to circle around people of color. Um, I felt like Zack Snyder did an excellent job of giving backstories for Cyborg. He, he, allowed, he gave backstories for The Flash. He didn't cut out Iris West. He allowed the one Asian uh, potential superhero character to get his time, which was cut out. Um, Ray Choi, who's the Adam. Um, you, you get Martian, a manhunter, which is also played by a person of color. I, you know, when you have that much content and I get it, I do get it. This is a, a four hour movie and the original is only two, but it does almost seem, as I stated, systematically planned, or I don't know what the motivation could have been. Maybe he just had a different vision behind it. Um, cause I think the Josh Whedon version really focused more on Wonder Woman and Batman. And I get it. Those are you know, those are the two superheroes that are household names and people know their stories more. But when you have four and five and six instances where roles that are played by people of color are just completely either cut out or completely minimized by at least 75%, I think it takes something away. And if I may, and I, and I don't want to be long-winded because uh, BT, I want you to jump in. But one of the things that I would say um, about that is that whether you look at a show like Grey's Anatomy or you look at a film like The Fast and the Furious, I think one of the things that, while they have such a following for so many years, is that no matter where you reside in this world, you have representation on the screen. You're like, oh, that person looks like me. So to cut out the one Asian character, to cut out the backstory for Cyborg, which is at the heart of the film, I, I just feel like you, you just took so much away and it made this version so much more complete. That's just my opinion. You guys have any thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely, Marcus. There, it was just, Ray Fisher was the biggest casualty of Joss Whedon's cut. And the unfortunate decision Warner Brothers made was to create an Avengers-like film prematurely. They didn't establish The Flash or Aquaman uh, or Cyborg uh, prior to re the intended release of this movie, which was 2017 in the fall. And prior to that, we did have Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Wonder Woman 1. So we have, as viewers, have to fill in the blank and get the lowdown on Cyborg Flash and uh, Aquaman. Now we're in 2021. Aquaman's already come out. Just Is it Justin Lin, I believe, who directed that film? And he did his own take, which I thoroughly enjoyed. thought was like a popcorn flick and just super fun, but tonally a huge shift from Zack's vision. Um, yeah, the... It's it's a it's a real travesty uh, that Joss made Cyborg, for instance, a stereotypical caricature. I felt saying catchphrases like "booyah" and removing the heart uh, and depth of the complexity of the, re the relationship with his father, and d totally omitted the mother. You didn't see the accident. Sorry, we're getting to spoilers a little bit, but do you guys spoil on this podcast? I can't remember. No, you can spoil away. Oh, okay, great. Joss's version, his whole solution to establishing Cyborg's origin was, uh, <laughs> if you remember, uh, on a screen. Cyborg's like flipping through his memories and it's photographs of him playing football. It's maybe an external shot of a, of a car crash and then his body is on a slab. Uh, in this version, you not only get to see the game he is playing, you get to see his relationship with his mother, the longing to share his talent with his father. Uh, and and just the frustration he has not being able to to be the center of his father's life. The father is clearly prioritizing his work over his son and his wife. And that, to me, is character development. 
it's it's 101 of filmmaking, right? And if Cyborg is not, in, in Marcus's terms, a Rudy Poo, <laughs> Cyborg crosses, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cyborg crosses um, you know, teams. He's in the young, the, sorry, the Young Justice League. Is that correct, Marcus? Or the Teen Titans? He's yep. in Teen Titans and he's yep. in the Justice League. So, and no one's ever seen this character on screen before. So there's a huge obligation to, I think, set a precedent for black superheroes moving forward. I think Zack Snyder did it impeccably. I think Joss fell into trusted, familiar stereotypes that were reductive and unfair. And I thought, I think Ray Fisher has every right to be completely furious with what has come out and um, and the drama surrounding this role for him. No, but I, th- I think to me, to me, the, br- the broader point that Marcus touched on and, you know, Jamal, you've visited very eloquently with as well is how do you build a universe like, you know, they're trying to do with DC. I think Marvel's already not, I know Marx is going to call me out on this because I just felt like it was a knockoff, but it's like, oh no, DC is original. This is for these nerd people. For me, it's like the Marvel thing is already work. You've seen how they do character development. You've seen how they bring the audience along. Me watching this for the first time and, you know, like I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well, this is actually good. Like they're actually building it out and you're seeing who's who and, you know, what their powers are and what they're fighting for, right? And all of that. But, I think that's an aside. That's a cinematic choice that, you know, the Snyder Cut's got that the Whitten one has and doesn't have. Thinking about it and looking at the diversity of, of, of what they each bring to the table, it's actually a very adequate representation of a lot of the things that we talk about. Like we talk about culture, you know, it, through the lens of culture is actually what represents people. Culture is a representation of who you are, you know, your food, your travel, your origins and all of these things. The Snyder Cut's able to develop this in like the individual characters in a way that actually allows you to visit with them with depth, right? And if if we we get out of this movie and we want to talk about character development in other movies that we're going to do or TV shows, or you want to talk about, you know, culture, you can point to these movies and say, for Cyborg, for example, right? They touched on every node that allows you to understand what motivates the character as a as a character, I was gonna say as a person, but it's really not <laughs> right. So, but but I think to me that that's the juice of it. That's what really makes it, you know, different, and that's what really reinforces the fact that you should spend this time and understand it. Because going forward, I can watch these movies, right? I can watch Superman and be like, I actually, absolutely love Henry Henry Cavill in that role. He just fits it to a T, right? So I can actually look forward to watching other ones and say, you know, just like Marvel did, by the time Marvel was done setting up all the different characters, you could not wait for the next one to come out, which I think um, the Snyder Cut did a great job of establishing. So that's really my take on it. And outside of that, I mean, just just um, the cinematic choices that, the Snyder Cut has, like, you you look at it, you know, from the scores to the jokes, the fights. I mean, even the aspect ratio of the movie, right? And, you know, like, the whole bad, dark side, you know, Steppenwolf and all of that, that side of it is so well-developed that you actually start planning for the fights to come. Like, when they're going to the next, um, you know, the next third of the movie you're like okay i can't wait for these ones to fight i can't wait to see what's gonna happen here so i mean not to be able to point but i think just character development and i think representation and presentation of the characters i think is really dope the way it was okay. done in this just what what ben you were saying i thought everyone was really well respected and i think the the epitome of that is they're all at the war table and they're all giving their opinion on it should we resurrect superman should we not and every single member of that team had a valid opinion that you could relate to and understand no one was impetulant nobody took a leadership role it was a democracy at that table and I was like, finally, yes, Aquaman is not this reductive bully that Joss Whedon had painted in his Justice League film. You know, Ben, or sorry, not Ben, <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman are not busy being romantic with each other when the world is about to explode. Like, you know what I mean? It was very, <laughs> it was very believable circumstances. Like, sure, you can have a flirtatious <laughs> moment, and Zach did that, but the priority is survival. 
on a massive scale, not, you know, for us to be like, well, I kind of like, you No, no, I kind of like you and maybe we can do this. You know, it's not none of that. Um, so I think just Zach was completely respectful and and democratic in his depictions of each character and giving them a voice and a perspective that the audience could really, you know, understand. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, the Whedon version, you know, I know it sounds like we just piling on, but it's just you. you I made the comment in the beginning that I didn't dislike it as much as everyone else did. That was prior to seeing the Snyder version. You know, because once you see the Snyder version and you see what it could have been, you see what it should have been, it changes the entire DC universe. And so what happened by watching this, because my initial question is which version is better, it actually made the Whedon version score go down by like more than a letter grade because it, and I don't want to use the word butchered, but it literally, it's like, if I knew I was taking over your work that was something that was important to you that you were doing, I would try my best. Now, can I do it exactly like you know? But I would try to keep it as true to your concept, especially because of the circumstances in which you had to walk away because you lost someone dear to you. I would want to respect you and your process and your vision because that is who all the actors signed up to to portray a role in which you, you scripted. So it actually made me really... Uh, annoyed because I heard so many of the Marvel Universe people say, oh, Marvel did it right. They told each individual story and then all of the Avengers got together. But you know what? That's one way to do it. And because it was so successful, we all think it's the only way to do it. But had this Zack Snyder version come out where he took the time to explore every single strength, weakness, um, every type of uh, fear or whatever adversity each character is going to have. And instead of going from the planets to the sun, he went from the sun to the planets. He's like, I'm going to give you the Justice League together, show you how well they work together. They can always come back together, but I'm going to get you interested. And this is going to be the arc that creates the story for all these superheroes. Had I saw this first, I think this whole narrative that Marvel just took it and ran with it and DC was just fumbling. I think the entire landscape of uh, superhero films for the last decade, or at least the last five years, would be completely different. I just think it would be completely different. And I think movies like Black Panther and some of the others, where people now don't just want a bunch of explosions and a bunch of superheroes who just come in and save the day and save these damsels. We want a story. We want something that still has some depth. And I, I'm kind of letting a little bit of the cat out of the bag here. This movie does this in spades. It is a superhero movie, but it's a well-acted, you know, uh, superhero movie with a well-written script. So, so it's more than just that. Let, let me challenge both of you, right? Because the difference between the two versions is two hours. One is two hours long. The other is four hours. And you're talking about absolute creative liberty with the Snyder Cut. Like, you can just go ahead. And, and and we're talking, this is a completely different time. If you do a four-hour movie for a movie theater, it's not just that it's too long. It's like a programming or scheduling nightmare for movie theaters because you got to have, you know, people come in and out so many times. So what do you guys think about the length of this one? And could, they, could Snyder have done as good a job if he had to cut this down to two hours? Because that's what the Wheaton version is. Great question, Ben. I don't think so at all. I think he ne you need the four hours. You need this movie as long as it is to get that character development for each person. Now, I think what they could have done is kept the movie as is and made it into a part one and part two. Warner Brothers is not above doing that. They split the last Harry Potter movie into two films. Didn't have to. I would have preferred a leaner film, but they did it. So they are capable. And look, this is a big tentpole film. I'm absolutely going to see part one and part two. And the beauty about the way this film is cut, you can end it right at the two-hour mark. The first interaction yeah. with Darkseid in that tunnel or whatever that was, right? Easily. You, can, you don't even have Superman in part one. That All the hype is going to be huge then for part two, right? We want to see him back. So I think easily- I mean, we could have had him more of the black film. and silver too. He could, I mean, yeah. I totally, I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. See, like, let's, let's be clear. If you guys who are listening to this can't tell, me and Jamal are massive marks. Like we're fanboys. Like we are We've seen every DC Marvel. Film. We see every superhero movie. Period. Point blank. But I'm. But because we've seen that, that doesn't make us biased. 
We know oh, what attracts does. us to say that is good. It, does. Well, it makes you biased, but we've seen, but we've seen so many things. Like we can tell you which one moved us and which one didn't. You know what I'm saying? And so to and me, we, and we don't just watch superhero movies. We watch all kinds of movies. Yeah. Over years, kind of years and years and years. So, so I feel like we have some, at least an opinion, right? On yeah, what we, makes we, a good I, film. I consider myself a bit <laughs> of a cinephile. Like I watch every yeah. kind of movie and I hope we'll display that on this podcast. But I would say, and I get what you're saying, Ben, it's a really valid point. But I'm going to tell you, it's not just about the length. It's about the quality of each scene. Even when there are certain scenes where a, a typical director or whatever may not have let a moment linger. They would have just rushed to the next scene. Now, I get that this four-hour version is made for people like Jamal and I, these fanboys who are like, we, we want it all, give it to us. If it was six hours, we still would have watched it. I get that. But do I believe that if Zack Snyder could have made a movie for two hours and 25 minutes, uh, like the Avengers or whatever, that it couldn't have been, as you said, Jamal, a part one like they did? They broke up Hunger Games. They broke up mm-hmm. uh, right. Harry Potter. This has been right. done. I guarantee there. you. It would have done just as well, and I'm going to go as far as to say each movie, I think, would have made at least 50% more and would have been more critically acclaimed because if I'm not mistaken, from of every superhero movie ever made, that this movie is either number one or number two most highly rated superhero movie of all time with The Dark Knight. So that tells you that there's some quality in there, and it's not just about the length of time. So I do think four hours is long. And I know that was a little difficult for you, BT, but I'll be honest, it went by fast to me because I was went like, by so fast to me so as well. Good. So let me yes, yes. I'll say this. Let me say this real quick before I cede my time back to Nerd Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus and Jamar, right? Oh, Ben, don't be mean. Don't be mean. We love our heroes. <laughs> so, so, no, it's what it is, but. So to me, it's like the, the, the lots of instances in the movie. And I want to agree with what Marcus just said about, you know, with, you know, the Snyder cut. I agree with you that, you know, Zack Snyder did a great job. The storytelling, four hours. Storytelling is still very good. So that's a fact. Like the character development and all the choices that it made, great. So I'm not going to knock on it. But I was watching it. And at some point, I'm like, all these damn superheroes can fly. But they're going up an elevator to get into a spaceship to fly. Like, what a waste. Like, like don't they have budgets <laughs> in, like, superhero country? Like, just fly. Batman has you to know? do something, man. He just has money, so he's got to spend it somewhere, right? <laughs> I guess, but Superman, Superman was efficient. Like, he just popped up. Like, yo, yo go catch the plane oh, and go. I don't need an airport. I don't need a pad or anything. I'll show up when I meet it. But, no, I'm like Marcus in that I'm a huge Superman fan as well. I think his nobility, his morals are all very inspiring. And to me as a kid, that was, you know, that's who I wanted to be. Like, I saw the 1940s cartoons. That was my first introduction to Superman on a VHS. And so to, to see him now clearly established as the best hero in this world that to me was so exciting i love the fight scene among the other league members that to me was was just oh man that that right there will go that is in the pantheon of greatest scenes for any superhero movie in the history of superhero movies and i think so many people think like oh man superman's boring i'd rather be batman and i love batman but Batman, we, I mean, Batman has just been played out so much. I was just really happy to see someone make Superman be relevant without being too Boy Scoutish, but, but, with, but also not without like changing who he is at his core. And this movie did it. It, it no longer let the Flash just be some silly, wisecracking person. It, we got layers. And I think that's a term that you and B, you know, BT, you and I, we use a lot on the show. A movie should have layers. It should be more than just surface level. Because if that's all it is, there was no use in you getting in your car, burning your gas, spending your hard-earned money to go sit down in a theater and watch it. And that's just what I think. And I feel like each of these superheroes, they're not just people who can't be hurt or whatever. They all had layers to them. They all had something they were fighting through. you know. And I, and I feel like that's something that just people, you know, real people can, can take something from that. And I feel like, if I may, because this is where I'm going next. Well, before I go there, let me, let me pose the next question. Because it's the elephant in the room. How does this film compare to the Avengers and other superhero movies? 
It's oh, a knockoff. Yeah. It's Here a knock we go. Off. It's a knockoff. <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh, I, I, BT yeah, is Marcus is gonna words. get. You know, here we go. Off. I'm it's excited for this. <laughs> I will say, okay, I, I know no one's asking me, but I'll say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still prefer the Marvel films, hands down, over this thing. I want my superheroes tonally a lot lighter than what Zach has established. So already, it's kind of like you're going in from a dark place, given the circumstance we're all in right now, to an even darker place. And that is hard to wrap around. Um, So in my preference, I do prefer Marvel and how they've done everything. However, amongst the DC films that have been released in this attempt at a connected universe, I think this is in the top five. I would probably still give it to Wonder Woman because it is still a traditional lean film and I just loved that first film so much and it's easy to watch this one does take a lot more effort can you please make Um, sure you talk about the first one and underline and bold and italicizes the first one you're talking about i am emphasizing the first one but however the i did not hate the second wonder woman like everyone else had i still love gal gadot I, I love Patty Jenkins and I love that she is a Superman fan as well. And her attempt at the second one was to create a lighter tone like the Christopher Reeves movies. And I saw that, uh, definitely saw that. However, there were just things I couldn't, could not understand. And I thought were poor choices that were confusing and, and not executed well. And I'll give you that, but I still think it's better than Batman versus Superman. I think it's probably on par with man of steel. I think my top three DC films would be wonder woman, Justice League and Aquaman. Uh, and then everything else is kind of interchangeable, to be honest with you. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, I want some optimism and lightheartedness from my superheroes. And I think the tone in which Marvel has done it is, is well. They still dabble in dark stuff. But I think visually, at least, it, it evokes a more optimistic feeling. I don't like Zack's coloring. I don't... I think he relies too much on these um, money shots, if you will, of these superheroes. Some of them are so good, though, and I need them. And don't get me wrong, like <laughs> I love some of these shots, but he also has a tendency in his other films to go in excess with those. So again, not a Zack Snyder fan. Best film I think he's done so far. And so just knowing that, I think he's paid off everything he's established. And, and so as a fan of just the heroes in general, I think he, he saw to fruition the characters he created. And I'm cool with that. That's what I'd want. I don't want Warner Brothers to all of a sudden pull the rug from under me and say, oh, forget everything you just watched. Like now they're like this and now they look like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't want that. You, Warner Brothers, you chose to support Zach's version. You let him finish it. Do not treat the audience stupid. I hate when films and filmmakers treat the audience like dummies it sucks so now this is kind of the bed that they set for themselves right you chose a darker tone because you can't get over christopher nolan's dark knight films they were great films the first two third one debatable um but those those causes a shift tonally i think across cinema in general to condition audience members and studio executives to be like oh people like dark people like dark make everything dark so all the comedies died, you know, uh, and I feel like sometimes I'm seeing the same dark tones over and over again in cinema. And it's a shame. It's probably a mixture of the financial crisis in 2008 and and what have you. But I yeah, I am I am tired of dark stuff. <laughs> That's no, as I, eloquent as I, I can say. I mean, you. it makes sense. I agree all right, with all right. You. so BT, you take it. What do you think? Well, how did like like compared to other Marvel and uh, to the Avengers and no, I, I think and just to other me, superhero movies in general. To me, I think Marvel has just figured out the blueprint, right? So you know, I was never. I do like superhero movies. I enjoy watching them, but I think I really grew a taste from it because of Marvel. You know, where they mix in some of the serious action, cars flying, and CGI stuff with some good jokes and some great storytelling. So to me, I don't know how you top that. So DC for me is not going to be, it's going to be a tough sell because now I'm benchmarking it against what Marvel has done. Even like just the CGI, I'm like looking at it like, oh man, they actually did a good job here. Like, okay, well that dude kind of looks like Thanos a little bit. Like you guys could have like just faded his chin off a little bit, not make it look like Thanos' chin, right? So I'm benchmarking all the way when I'm watching it. <laughs> 
you know, but mm-hmm. I, like, like, you know, to me, it's like, great, you know, good job stepping up to the plate. It's kind of dark. You know, like Jamal said, it's not very worldly. They have this completely different planets that they go into and they just kind of stay there and just get, you know, mired up in all of that stuff. But, you know, I think I'm Marvel for me easily. Mm-hmm. Um, DC will need to pick a completely different route. I don't know how they get out of darkness and get to light. Just, just lighthearted stuff that includes, you know, people living in neighborhoods. And they, it's going to be tough for them to do that. So they almost have to just pick right. a lane and swim in it. But if I had exactly. to pick one, I'll, I'll exactly. pick Marvel. Yeah. All right. So I feel like... Two against one. I'm going to have to take you both to the, to the whipping shed here because <laughs> both of you went on these tangents that was not the question and I'm bringing it back and I'm going to answer my own question. I didn't ask you guys to compare DC to Marvel. I asked you to compare this movie to other superhero movies and the Avengers. And you're like, oh, it's too dark. It's too, you know what? Quit your whining. Let me tell the people the truth because YouTube okay, gave this pontification. So I'm going okay, to bring it live and direct. Don't hurt me. Straight up. I'm just... T- if I want to sit here and say who's ahead of who, without mm-hmm. question, Marvel has done a better job. It's not even close. End of story. Okay, we agree. I thought I thought you were going to use your preacher here, voice. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, Marvel. Oh, no, no. I'm bringing some heat. <laughs> okay. I'm about okay. to bring some heat. Comes. Don't worry. It's coming. Get it. He's, he's, he's readying us that, up. This film is better than the Avengers. Which and I'm going to tell you why. Which See, Avengers? that's the thing, right? But see, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a four-hour movie, right? So to mm-hmm. me, I had to take the Avengers part one and part two because it wait, wait, really, wait, that's what you inf- said. They could have... Oh, wait, wait, Infinity War? Infinity War Endgame. T- I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. We have yes, Avengers 1, the, the Age of Ultron. There's two. I'm talking about the, the finale of the Avengers, the, the part one and the part two versus okay. the Justice League. Like the first part of the Avengers... I think Jamal and I had this discussion offline several times. That was amazing. Part two, not so much. So we're just Part we're talking two, Infinity War. We this is just for clarification. Uh-huh. Infinity War is what you and I agreed yeah. was amazing, and yep. we're saying Endgame yep. disappointed us. I completely agree with what very you're saying much so. so Great, completely. Cool. And I would even go as far to say, I don't feel like Zack Snyder's uh, version is too dark. I don't. I don't agree with that. If I think sometimes we watch so many superhero movies and, you know, you're used to Robert Downey Jr. Who's that's his personality. He's kind of has levity. He's wisecracking. No, mm-hmm. The only member of the Justice League that's kind of wisecracking is the Flash. And in I Josh Whedon's version, that, that's yeah, all he did. Great. And it was too much of that. But in this version, he got to still do that. But, you know, still be a superhero as well, which is fine. I honestly think that this is one of the best superhero movies ever made. I really do. And I'm, I'm, I have tried really hard to think about this because I love Black Panther. Uh, I love Winter Soldier. Uh, the early, the Iron Man, love them. Uh, some of the Spider-Man. I, like I, I've sat here and I've thought about this movie and I'm like, so many people, because even Jamal, like you're a big DC fan and you're a big Superman fan. You really wasn't that excited to see this film. And I remember arguing with you. I was like, dude, you're going to like this movie. I was Not talking at to BT, all. and BT is like, I'm a Marvel guy. And I was like, when I can convince somebody who says I'm not a DC guy, I don't know nothing about that world like BT, and then I can convince a guy like Jamal, who was so upset and with the Josh Whedon <laughs> version, is like, I'm not a big Snyder fan. It's not going to be good. As a matter of fact, let the record show. Jamal said, I'm only going to watch half of it because it's going to be too long. And I said, oh, no, not yours, <laughs> truly. Right. I'm watching the whole thing. So when mm-hmm. I got ready to watch it after a long day of work, I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Do you know what uh, Jamal told me? <laughs> oh, my God, I've already finished it. It was great. And I'm sitting here like, oh, was it now? So let me just be clear. Mm. All, this, all this pontification I heard from you two tonight, I will argue with anybody you want, whatever statistics you want. If you want to say, has Marvel done a better job in D.C.? I will lay on the mat to the 10 count, you win. But I'm not talking about every movie. I'm talking about this movie right here. This Zack Snyder version, whether it's the Dark Knight, the Spider-Man, the Iron Man, the Avengers, I genuinely believe this in my soul. This is one of 
the five, maybe top three best superhero movies I've ever and seen. And Marcus, I thought what exactly is your soul in your body again? I just want to make sure you have one because it's filled with purity <laughs> and honesty, truth, justice. And the American way. <laughs> that devil that was in your neighborhood looked like it. The devil had a soul. I just want to make sure you didn't say I need to let it be known. I need to let it be known. Ben and I were being pretty civil about this, and I feel that Marcus just took our phases and put it in mud and just started smearing That's us. That's why he wanted to talk bad. last. That's why I wanted to I talk. Wasn't right. have That's it. right. Take a, and I he wasn't going to have it. He took a big brush and said, Avengers, like which one? The only right. one that yeah, I exactly. see this movie can remotely compare with is Endgame. And the thing with Endgame that yes. is not even comparable is that Endgame was like landing a Boeing... 747 yes. or what have you on a very it was short tying runway. However many years right. of films together. Absolutely. And he was yes. bringing it down hot and fast, you know, reverse thrusters even, and all even, trying to stop. BT, even Age of Ultron, even Age of Ultron, because if we be, if we, if we look at how many Avengers they are, once you get to Endgame, there's 75 superheroes in it. But if we really talk about the core Avengers, like the core, let's say, mm -hmm. okay, the core was together in Age of Ultron. Would you say Age of Ultron was better than Justice League? Like, honestly. Oh. Do no, that's a Joss Whedon I, movie, Marcus. Ultron. Wait, wait. This, do, these are Joss Whedon movies. do you think it's better? Now. No. But Avengers 1. better than... The... Joss's so Avengers you, you... 1 and Age of Ultron, I think, were not good films. So, obviously, okay, so, this is So, the best better. Avengers to you is Infinity War? Is that correct? Uh, would I, would I be down. correct in saying that's you the best You are correct. One? Okay, we yes. both agree with that. Do you agree, yes. uh, BT, that uh, Infinity War is the best Avengers movie? I agree, yep. But I'm also yeah, okay. saying, My I'm man. also saying <laughs> what, um, what you're trying to compare here is not apples to apples, right? You, you want to compare the Zack Snyder's Justice League with movies that came like 50 years ago. Like you've had a chance to look. <laughs> you've I had a chance to look. Ago. I did the last one. I did the one what? that just came out, the most recent one. Well, I, what are you comparing it to? You're comparing it to like Age of Ultron and some of those movies. Like to me, those are like you've had a chance to look. You've had a chance to look at a blueprint, but yet we're still talking about it. Like you, this is a creative process. Like all creatives can tell you that a lot of the creative work is uh, the you know, that derivative work, right? So if you want to sit here and say, well, I can only compare it to like Infinity's Wars or like Endgame is like. Still, well, I only say the end game because it came out about the same time. That's the only reason why I said it because end game came out about the same time. And one of the things that you said what? to me is you's like, you, like end game, like the like end game and Justice League, the time frame when they came out wasn't that different. And that's again, we know Zack Snyder wasn't able to finish his version because of of what happened in his family and so forth. And we get that. But I'm just saying to you, like one of the things you said to me, uh, BT, you was like, hey. Um, I just felt like it was a knockoff of the Avengers. And I was like, wait a minute. Thanos is a complete and utter knockoff of Darkseid. Because Darkseid was created before Thanos. And the only reason why you didn't get to see that oh, Jesus, is because so Josh nice Whedon took it out. I'm not going to let you get into this who was created before Oh, no, before I'm going to go there because uh, you can't call something a knockoff when my character was created before yours and your character was created based on mine. And do again, I look like my last name I is Marvel or something? Marvel. Talking about before yours. <laughs> well, like. You know what? You know what? You, you Right now, does he not sound like the biggest Marvel cheerleader over there? I see you with your pom-poms. So I had to put my ass on my chest because I got to be team. I, I love Marvel. Let me be clear. Love it, love it, love it. I'm only I, giving I'm this one particular love. film props. So, okay, BT, let me, because you, you still, let me ask you this. In, in the pantheon of superhero movies, top 10, top 20, for however many you've seen, what would you put this movie? Of all superheroes, regardless of which, which one is DC Marvel, like, is it in your top 15, top 20, top 10? What would you say it is? It's not in top nothing. Black Panther is my top ten. That's it. Ooh. What's what's your top ten? Black Panther one through ten. Black Panther. Anybody else can line up after that and call me and t try to lobby for a position. <sighs> That's it. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I will. I will stand. Be okay. So Jamal, like it, yes. out of all the ones, and I know we've seen every one of them. I'm yes. maybe seen them all five times. Yeah. In the in the pantheon of superhero movies. The, from mm -hmm. Dark Knight to Christopher Reeves to every all the Avengers, oh, where okay. every superhero that's movie that's tough you've though. Seen, that's tough. It's a, it's where, a tough call. 
that, yeah. This, this, this is a tough but, podcast. I won't. Yeah. I, I ask tough questions because I, like I want tough answers. No, this is good. Our tastes change over the years, so I'll preface with that. Um, there are certain movies okay. that I have a nostalgia for that maybe don't hold up today. But for instance, Brian Singer's first two X-Men films I, I absolutely love. And the second one is, is one of my favorite superhero films ever. And I thought the ensemble was done really, really well. So that's always going to be in my top 10. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards the mar- the top of my you know, top 10 list will be Marvel heavy at the top. And then as we go down, I think we'll get more into DC stuff. But I think like the, the larger question, well, I'll answer your question first. I would go like Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War. And let's say Black Panther is six, Doctor Strange Guardians seven. Two. Let's say, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting on that. So wait a minute, you don't even, so you don't, so, so you don't even have a dark, you don't even have Dark Knight in your top ten. Dark Knight, Dark Knight is going to be with X Men Two. I would say like if X Men Two is like eight, Dark Knight's nine. Because there's a there's so I'm, okay. I really think about the rewatchability of the Dark Knight, and I got to tell you, I would have cut that whole scene with the two ships debating on who to blow up. That to me felt excessive and took me out of the movie. I know that's blasphemous because okay. uh, okay. it's a great movie no, no, no. and I love it, you know, but I got to tell you when I come to rewatch it, every time I get to that scene, I just kind of take a big sigh and I'm like, here we go. So what about, another, what about like, the, what about the Michael, what about the Michael Keaton versions? Uh, I think though, those do n- are no longer applicable in the top 10. They, we've we've okay, elevated no, storytelling. Cool. I think they're too caricature exaggerated. Right. Um, although I had a huge crush on Michelle Pfeiffer as a kid who didn't, Right. Uh, I'll always love <laughs> her as Catwoman. She is Catwoman. And then as far as like, you know, the original Superman, like, of course, always a special place in my heart. I think no one has ever played Lois Lane like Margot Kidder. I think she is still the best Lois Lane. And, you know, nothing, nobody else really compares. Unfortunately, maybe Kristen Kruk in Smallville. Maybe she could have changed my mind had she been Lois. Well, that, but that's not. But that's not. That's not Lois. That's Lana. So that's different. I. I well, I wish wishful thinking, right, Marcus? I wish she was Lois. <laughs> All right. So you guys, I can't let you guys just keep rattling off here. The people listening that are like, "What are these guys talking They're about?" Like, so, they? If you're watching this episode, I'm, this I'm is sitting for over the here like this is for the nerds, the superhero geeks. Like, well, let me just tell. I've already made it clear. Country, this. So. This is in the top. This is in the top five for me. I, I'll say that the period totally. And I feel like it's it's there. Um, give you one, Marcus. Give you a top three, and then we do the score. Oh, I'm putting I have a question spot. for you. Keep saying, yeah, that's it's in your hard. top five. It's in your top five. It's I mean, because it's in my 10. top five, but that's hard. I would say if I had to do my top five, I, I'm not gonna put it in no particular order. I would say uh, I really, really liked uh, Infinity War. I think Infinity War is just I, almost as perfect of a superhero movie as you can mm-hmm. be. Um, totally. I really, really like Winter Soldier. I think that's yeah. that's that one. I, I liked it. Um, Black Panther, I loved it. Um, this here, I really like. Um, so yeah, no. I mean, I still think the Christopher Nolan really revitalized uh, stuff. So I also look at it as importance too. Like I, and even though the Christopher Reeves movies, when you stop and think in 1978 or whatever. Special effects was nowhere near what they are now. But when you watch that movie, if you watch it, you'll still marvel at like, wow, like it holds up really well. Like it really does. Like it, it holds yeah. up really, really well. So, you know, even though people say storytelling is better, and I hear what you're saying, Jamal, but the, the, the importance of certain movies and what they stood for and, and, you know, how they changed the genre, I think that's important. But yeah, those, I will say in no particular order, those would be in my top five. For sure. And I know Ben is trying to end this, but I'm going to try to make this the longest podcast you guys have ever had. So hold on, Ben. Nope. We got to <laughs> end this. We got to go. We got. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on now. Um, no. <laughs> I get your question. One question. We're going to keep uh, I, it short. We got to do the score. Oh, man. All right, Ben. Yeah, in a previous so, like, episode, what's your score? Oh, wait. No, I'm asking Ben a question. I'll get, we'll get there. Ben. So in your yeah. previous one of your previous episodes, you say you go to see movies to see something new. And my question for you is, did you see something new in this version of Justice League? Yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly new to the universe, right? So just getting to know the backstory of the characters and the character development, to me, that was new because it kind of introduced me to new things. So like we've talked, you know, we talked about just, you know, what Zack Snyder did. I'd say that was new to me, you know, just developing 
So like Cyborg, for example, like and Flash. So to me, those were the new things. And then just, you know, seeing Darkseid and you. So I'd say yes. And I'll add that the movie was able to pull me into a space that I hadn't visited before. But you're dragging me now into the score. <laughs> mm, okay, well, see, what a great question to segue okay. in then. Um, yeah. However, All quick, right. before we get into the score... One more, one more thing. Can we talk about the aspect ratio? Because that was a that was something that's going to knock a point or two off for me. I did not like the four point three aspect ratio. I get oh, why did? he did it. He did it. I. Oh, you liked it. You like that box? Well, not not at <laughs> home, but I think it would have worked right. perfectly in a movie theater, right? So right. I hear you. Yeah, I right. agree. But then, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're not in a movie theater. We're all in quarantine. And this film is made to be watched at home. So I felt that he should have adjusted the aspect ratio for home viewing. Granted, sure. But see, I don't know about that, Jamal. I don't know if he made it for that. I think it was being worked on before that. And then they didn't want to make you wait on it for theaters because they didn't know they were going to open. So they just dropped it. But I, how I'm hard is it to zoom in on a frame, on man? How hard is that? How hard is it to just zoom in on a frame? You're making it sound like it's going to take years. You just zoom in. So it sounds like you're taking some points. Okay, so all right, let's get to spend. the score. Jamal, what is your score? Okay. One to five for this movie. I'm curious. So five is well, five is five is perfect. Five is Infinity War. Right? You've listened. Yeah, five right. is Infinity War. Black Panther. Oh, I've listened to the episodes, um, and I can no, already tell wait, you. Wait, what wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. Five is not infi- Five is just a great movie. We don't need to attach oh, okay. Infinity War like that's right. the most per. Like five is the best. One, okay. not can so you much. just don't let letting, people I have that joy? BT slid that in there. <laughs> no, that ain't no joy. That ain't. I like how you slid that in there. Didn't you just pass the microphone to Jamal, dude? Yeah, I, I think I don't like Marcus how you gave him that scale. We have never uh, said right, I'll oh, be no quiet. Man, I'll one be to quiet. five is infinity. <laughs> well, come on, come on. All right, Jamal. Marcus one is, to five. Okay. <laughs> Marcus, I feel like you're gonna say, given your history on this podcast, I'm gonna give it a four point seven five three six, and I'm gonna carry the one. And let me tell you why I'm gonna carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that, by the way. Right, I'm about to go sharpen my knife hey, right man. now. Right oh, now. Man. Hey, I'm still recovering from your last jab, man. You got to relax. I'm giving it a 3.75. Right. You know what? Both of y'all cruising for bruising. (laughs) Ben, Ben, I was with you. When he started giving you decimals, I was like, oh, please. (laughs) It's like, dude, what was in your cereal this morning? Jeez. I think right. I think Jabal is stalling. I think you're stalling. Okay. Give me your score. So I- I'm trying to break the record for your episode length. Okay, my score is four out of five. I really enjoyed the movie. I think it's Zack Snyder's, again, best film. One of the best films DC has put out there for sure. I knock it because of the aspect ratio. I find that a bit of an artistic conceit that I'm not, as a viewer, uh, privy to, nor do I really enjoy viewing that at home. Uh, also, the length is an issue. You know, if you, I'm looking at this as a film, I'd like my films maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And so I will not get a point for that, but it needed to stay as is. I could not cut a scene from this version. There's nothing I didn't want. I wanted the, the relationship with Wonder Woman and Alfred. I wanted him to teach her how to make tea. That was a great character moment. So I would not have cut anything. And I will say, I love Superman in that black suit. That was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Four out of five. Okay. Uh, there's right. so right, much. BT, there's you... so much that I could have cut out of this movie. Like when them trying to fix that damn spaceship, them walking up to it, <laughs> posing, flying left and right, visiting. Like there's so much mm. crap I would have. But I mean, you got to say that it added some um, storytelling levity to the movie, right? So it's it's a yin and yang thing. So I'm gonna start with my score. I'll give it a four as well, and I'm giving it a four because to me which is I'm big on, and this is what we're talking about here, like his culture score. I, I think that Zack Snyder did a great job. All the characters, whoever, the writer, like we can put it in anyway. The, the character development was just awesome. And the way they were able to use the full team and tell the story around the full scope of the, the strength of the team was great. So length of it, a little bit much. Aspect ratio, a little bit just off, right? There are things in there that, but for an, uninitiated into DC comics and to think that I was able to watch all four hours and actually enjoy the dimensions of the characters, um, enjoy the essence of the movie, right? So all of that to me and the ability to keep it four hours long, 
but keep the story moving, I think it's almost a masterclass in storytelling with all of that crap set. So, but last thing I'm going to say, Ben Affleck needs to change his Ooh. last name, you know. Um, he can change his last name to Tubo and do some bank account transactions. So, four, Marcus, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Four, four. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I have made this very clear which direction I'm going. There will be no places. point anything. It's going to be a five out of five for, for me. I think this movie is... I, I'm giving it a five out of five. I loved it. I loved everything about it. If you guys couldn't tell, um, you just said yourself, and, I, and I'll, I'll second that notion, like all jokes aside, I think this is amazing storytelling. Um, complexity for, the, for each of the actors. All the actors in this film, nobody phoned it in which is really easy to do when you have these large ensembles where somebody kind of phones it in. Um, and when you're saying the most ridiculous to, stuff, right? And you, yeah, but but it left you longing for more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's Iris West. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's Ray Choi, the Adam. Oh my God, that's Martian Manhunter. Like it left you where, what places to go. It gave you the best version of Superman that we have seen. It gave you flash. It gave you. It just gave you all that I think that you could want. And let me let me say this, and I and I mean this with no slight, because again, I love what the Marvel universe is doing. But I think it's it's really good when you can have DC doing well and Marvel. It because I think so many of us quote unquote fanboys, we feel like we got to knock the other one in order to say ours is better. What I really believe is that if DC becomes what it could be, what it should be. It's going to make Marvel not rest on its laurels because Marvel has just been doing so well for so long. I don't want them getting lazy. I don't want them to say, hey, we make it. You guys are going to come no matter what. I want it to be fierce. I want it to be a competition, but, but because I feel like so much can, can come of that. I genuinely loved every moment of this movie. I, wouldn't, I can't think of anything I would have taken out. That 4.3 ratio, uh, you know, that's, to me, that's not a big deal to me. I thought the opening from the opening scene when Wonder Woman came into that bank, I knew immediately. I said that Josh Whedon version, I'm erasing it from my mind because mm-hmm. how that movie started is how it finished. From start to finish, that movie to me is what I want from my action movies. When I when I saw the first Matrix, when I saw Terminator 2, like certain movies that were like you're like, "Wow, this this is just a game changer." That's what I felt for this movie. So okay, for me, Marcus. I think it's I think it's my first five out of five, but I'm giving it five okay. just, out of five. You and just I stand gave, on that stone. You just gave Justice Justice League <laughs> perfection. <laughs> you just gave Dang. them perfection. So we're gonna hold you to it. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Hold me to it. Yeah, hold me we to will. It. Five Jamal. Jamal, before we yes, go, sir. man, thanks for gracing us with your presence, brother. We appreciate you. Like yes, we said. Thank you. We said Jamal's an amazing actor, voice actor. Um, you know, follow him. You can follow him on um, JJ for him, JJFAHIM on IG and Twitter. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at speak.studio, S P E A K D O T studio. So speak.studio, all spelled out. And, you know, thanks for listening to us. We enjoy doing this. We hope you enjoy um, listening to the show. Um, we're a culture score and we're trying to make culture mainstream. Like nobody said the Grammys was what it was supposed to be. Um, but we say culture is supposed to be included in everything that's done. You know, the voices, the cinematic choices, um, the people who make it, the people who write stories in front behind the camera. So we enjoy doing this. Thanks for spending time with us again. Um, Jamal, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, guys. And until next time, thank you, guys. Marcus, peace. All right. Take care, everybody.